we just went there for the very first time this year and we went to Costa Rica mm. and we'd been, yeah, we'd been all over, but I would say that's the place we started talking about, man, a few months, a year in Costa Rica after the kids are raised. We can handle that. We could work from there. I think we could do that. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was a pretty incredible place. And it felt very much like home, I'd say, as far as other places. Not home here in the United States. Home where we lived in Kenya and home where we traveled in Cambodia. Places like that. It felt very comfortable, but gorgeous and people were amazing. And so... Oh. Welcome to another episode of the Big Picture Business Podcast. We're so happy you are here with us today. We have some very amazing guests with us. Can't wait for you to get to know them. And I'm excited to dive into this. Brian and Marianne Remsberg are here with us today. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How you doing? We're doing great. Good. You guys, check this out. They're the founders of Adventurous Life. Need I say more? I mean, this is going to be so much fun. They seek to live out their purpose adventurously. They lived overseas for 18 years, working in international education and training with families from more than 50 different countries in six different continents. What? They are also number one international best-selling authors and the hosts of Your Adventurous Life podcast. Yay! Yay. So excited! <laughs> oh my goodness! So, all right, we got to jump right in. I have to ask, how did you two meet? Mm. Wow, we're going way back today, I guess. <laughs> it really kind of depends who tells the story, so who gets to tell oh. the story? I'll start. I, I'll tell it shorter. So, so we. <laughs> what you say? We actually met each other in high school. I was a senior; she was a junior, but really didn't know each other very well. And then she ended up following me down to college. Well, okay, no, okay. she no, went to the same no. college I did. And we had a group of people that went to the same college that we did down in Salem at, at Corbin University. We're going back to a basketball game, a playoff game, and got a group together all to go to watch the playoff game because we all went to the same high school, but nobody showed up except for Marianne and I. Mm -hmm. And that's where it started. We started talking about all oh, what we wanted in a future spouse and all this. And it was like, it was just, there was, there was no, no pressure. pressure. He was just this was guy just... from high school. <laughs> and then after that, it was, both of us were kind of like, hmm, that person was a lot of fun to hang out with. And, so. 25 years later, just celebrate wow. our 25th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. There is something to be said about that history. My husband and I were high school sweethearts, but we met each other when we were eight in basketball camp. And so oh, wow. there's, there's something about having that history where you, you both just, it's, it's easy. Like you said, there's not the pressure's off, you know, where each other came from. It's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the spirit of adventure, where did this stem from? How did you know that together, you know what, listen, we're just going to have adventures all the time. And how the heck do you do that? <laughs> okay, first of all, let's say adventure is not in every moment of life. I do have to do the dishes and we do laundry and all that. But yeah, this sense of adventure, we both had it in us. We hadn't traveled internationally. We hadn't done any of that growing up. But when we were in college, we each went to, we were, we were studying to be teachers and we each went to this workshop at a teacher's conference independently of each other. We weren't dating or anything. And the workshop was about uh, teaching overseas and that possibility. And both of us independently were like, wow, that sounds incredible. I didn't even know that existed. Mm -hmm. And so once we were married, even before we were married, we started talking about this adventure. And at that time we thought, 
we want to go have this adventure. We want to live overseas a couple years and be adventurous. And, you know, then we'll come back and grow up and live normal life. But that was really the root of it, of this idea of stepping out in an adventure and realizing it wasn't just this one-time thing. It wasn't just something you had and then put on the shelf until retirement again. It really was something you could grow and something you could develop and live in not every second of every day, but a whole lot of a whole lot of the time and a whole lot of your days. And I do want to define what we mean when we talk about adventure, because a lot of times people think it's geographical or physical adventures. You know, you're climbing a mountain or you have to be traveling somewhere. And when we talk about adventure, it's really any of those domains of life that you're not familiar with. You're stepping outside of, of where you're comfortable your normal routine, it, it can be scary at times, and you know, lots of emotions that come up during those times. But as you as you push outside, then it uh, makes it easier the next time. That's something that I can speak to very well. And Rory, I'm sorry, I'm telling the same story here. But I recently went through the ultimate burnout, like sitting in front of my doctor, like you're clinically depressed, like what is wrong? Mm. Like, Well, let me just rethink everything that I've done in the last years, like moved in the middle of a pandemic and just life mm. and stress and kid and just everything just kind of came to a head. And I actually, I I had to look inward and think to myself, wow, I'm kind of boring. Like I don't really have a lot of joy and I want more adventure. And that word kept coming up for me. I want more adventure. Then I realized like, yeah, I moved to this beautiful place in the middle of the mountains that backs up to national forest. My adventure can just be walking outside in my backyard for a half hour every day. Mm. And, and it really, for my A-type ridiculous personality, I had to be okay with that, especially during COVID. So I'm really glad that you're saying that, that it doesn't have to be some grandiose, you know, getting on a jet and going somewhere. It can be just, just inward or just around your house, down the street. I love a term mini adventure. You know, there's mini adventures all around us. You can take that extra five minutes to step outside of your normal, stop and talk to someone new. You know, there's a scenic, I know you've seen it, Rory, because we're not far from another on 205. There's a scenic viewpoint. How many people just drive by that on the freeway? They're sitting in traffic and never pull off to take two minutes to see this beautiful site. So taking time for those mini adventures in life can, like you're saying, Dominica, just battle against just the monotony and the frustration that comes with what can be really challenging and what has been extremely challenging during COVID is grabbing onto those little moments. And then, then sometimes you get those big moments where it's like, oh, that was the big adventure I was looking for, but, Mm. but that's not every day. So. Because life is so much in the mindset and by changing up our routine, it just, it can open our eyes and, and really change our perspective and not just, like you said, you're just driving and driving and driving. It's like, you forget what life's about sometimes when you do that and not just pause or step off your normal path. Yeah. So is it important then to plan your adventures into your everyday life then? I would definitely say it's both. I think, and you can answer this, what you think, but, but yeah, I think there is some planning that goes into it because otherwise life is busy. You got kids, you got work, you have all these things coming at you. So there is a scheduled in time. We have date night scheduled tonight and we're doing, we decided to do some dancing classes, which we're not big dancers, but we were like, We want to date. We want to do something fun, something new. So those are scheduled. You know, they're not just going to happen like, you know, eight o'clock on a Friday night. Oh, I just feel it. Feel energized to go dancing. Well, maybe we will after you take the dancing classes for, I don't know. But 
we schedule those in, but at the same time, there's so many opportunities that you can't really anticipate. And you have to have that mindset ready for, I'm open to what's coming at me. I'm open for something new. I'm open to pause a little like Brian's saying and have the adventure. So I think it's both. I think you have to be ready for both. Let me ask you this. What happens if you've planned these mini adventures, but then they just totally fall apart? Like what's a strategy or how would you recommend it to pivot? Need to go read chapter four of our book. (laughs) Coordinate number four of our seven coordinates. And it's called prepare for the unexpected. And and really it is just having a mindset because when you go on adventures, it's going to be unexpected (laughs) things that happen. They're not going to go as planned. And, And so really we focus in there about having flexible expectations. So mm-hmm. not to get rid of your expectations completely, because you know if you don't have any expectations at all, I think your life's gonna be pretty boring too. So, um, so having a vision, what you hope for, but also be willing to say, okay, here's what could happen on both sides. It could be really great, or it could really be horrible and not what I was hoping for or planned for. And I think when you have those flexible expectations, you can really sometimes have an experience that was way better than you planned. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you go into it and you say, no, it has to be this way. And then you miss out on, on something that you didn't plan for and it was better. Mm-hmm. And then other times, mm-hmm. as we know, you know, <laughs> it, it cannot go as planned and be much worse. Anybody that's traveled internationally, that's a great analogy for any adventure because things aren't going to go as planned out of all the adventures and all the places that you've been like speaking about just traveling you've been to all corners of the world right so i'm just wondering is there one specific place that both of you were like this could be our second home or we love it right here oh i think we both know (laughs) the answer to that question we just went there for the very first time this year and we went to costa rica Mm. and we'd been yeah, we've been all over, but I would say that's the place we started talking about, man, a few months, a year in Costa Rica after the kids are raised, we can handle that. We could work from there. I think we could do that. <laughs> that's awesome. So it was a pretty incredible place. And it felt very much like home, I'd say, as far as other places, not home here in the United States, home where we lived in Kenya and home where we traveled in Cambodia, places like that. It felt very comfortable, but gorgeous and people were amazing and so that's that's a place you might find us in a few years we might be coaching people right on the beach of Costa Rica nice nice window with the beach right behind (laughs) very nice you'll be in good company because there's a lot of online marketers who live in Costa Rica running their businesses now because of the tax benefits yep Mm. I was just gonna say that from a tax standpoint (laughs) (laughs) well I'll see you down there (laughs) yeah there was a big community. We spent Easter down there and, and there was a big community. So it was, yeah. Where did the coaching stem from? Was there an event or something that happened that you two both just sat down and said, you know, thinking this is what we need to do. This is, this is purpose here. How did that start? Yeah, I'll start with that one. That? Cause that was more in my realm about, uh, it was about nine years ago. Now I'd worked in education, worked with middle schoolers, got my administrative degree, and then I uh, moved out and worked with adults in professional development. And I was working for a big company actually in Saudi Arabia at the time. 
And we had a leadership center as part of the company, and they wanted to start developing their supervisors. And, and they really wanted to help them move from being a just a good supervisor to a great supervisor, because they're really trying to have a great vision for reaching out beyond just, it was an oil company, and reaching out beyond just doing oil and, and have a bigger vision. And so uh, they started coaching these supervisors, these high uh, top performers, high potential, and using and coinciding it with training. So they do some workshops with them and then coach them in between and then workshops. And I just saw the impact that coaching could have. And so I started taking coaching classes then. I actually went back into the school system as a principal and used the coaching model with my teachers when I'd have conversations with students and just really loved it, really saw the impact that coaching can have instead of uh, just telling people what I want them to do, but really coaching them through the process and helping them come up with the solution to achieve their goals because it's way more motivational for somebody to have intrinsic motivation than extrinsic motivation because that's only, only temporary. So that's really where it started. And I kind of thought it was going to be another maybe 10 years down the road. But when we moved back to the States four years ago, uh, we just decided it was time and we wanted to start mm -hmm. a company and, and just start doing it full time. So for me, I had been a school counselor after a teacher. And once we, once he was telling me about this coaching model, I was like, I do a lot of that already as a school counselor. So it was a very easy transition from that into now working with clients and adults outside of formal education, but really that passion has always been there to help people grow and develop, look forward, reach their goals in, in both of our careers, but now just in a really uh, different way outside of schools and parents lined up outside the door to talk to me. So awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so you're running your own business and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering, well, how do you fit adventures into your life when you're so busy and overwhelmed running a business or potentially starting a business? How do they go about that? Well, I think like Marianne said before, you have to schedule time into it because for us running a business is an adventure because, <laughs> you know, we were in, in a school system before and so we had built-in clients. And so starting a business, you know, we didn't have we had education degrees. I had a leadership de a degree as well in education. And so getting into the business world, learning all of that has definitely been an adventure. Mm -hmm. And so work is an adventure for us right now i know in a, in a few years after we've got it all down it'll feel a little bit more mundane in a few years um, i hope maybe not. not maybe, <laughs> maybe not. not maybe not <laughs> I'm just going to say routine. not. More routine. More routine. More routine. That's not Monday. Word. Yeah, that's a better word. That's right. You guys are doing some pretty cool stuff with ventures, right? And that I'm sure keeps things fresh. Can you tell us a little bit about the ventures that you're doing and how you're using those to help your clients? We really, even as educators, always believe when people are interactive and they're involved in the process, there's a lot more learning. So yeah, we really want to do that with our clients as well. We do local ventures. We have one coming up. We take people out on a hiking trail and we have mini workshops and there's coaching along the way. Of course, food, everybody loves food, but <laughs> really getting people out to be reflective, thinking about this time during COVID, as you were talking about, Dominica, just the challenges they've been through and what they want to get to. We have an international venture. Oh, shockingly, it's to Costa Rica, this one. <laughs> But we, uh, so we take people in and throughout it, they're really going through the coordinates of our book with mini workshops and some personal coaching. So those are some, a couple examples of ways that we sitting and talking with people is, is excellent, but really when you can get people out and outside of their own zone of comfort, their own normal, that is really when you start to be like, okay, I'm ready to think about things in a new way because I am out in my own new situation too. 
I have to imagine there's so many benefits about that. I know for myself, if I'm on the phone, imagine that it's not always Zoom, right? If I'm actually on the phone mm-hmm. doing a coaching call, I will pace. I just, I do mm-hmm. a lot better when I'm pacing, I'm walking, more oxygen is getting mm-hmm. to my brain. So I can imagine that some awesome breakthroughs happen on these ventures when they're moving, when individuals are moving their bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personal wise, you know, we have to schedule those in. We have to schedule days ahead and say, hey, we're going to take this afternoon off and we're going to go paddleboarding or we're going to well, go. Well, just this morning we were talking, I'm like, okay, we have an awesome trail, Pacific Crest Trail. If you're familiar, it goes from Canada to Mexico, a hiking trail. And we're not doing the whole thing, but we just scheduled this morning a few days. We're going to get our kids out there and we're all going to go hike together for a few days. And those are those kind of times are when, you know, personally, as a family, you have conversations out there. You just don't have when you're running here and there. But when you can really get that time together, push yourselves, you know, it's going to be a challenge to get out there. I love hiking, but not every one of our children just loves hiking for days and days. So getting those times just really opens things up for us personally as a family to grow and have that adventure and things we look back and go, that was awesome. Oh, that was really hard too. Remember how the fun times, oh, remember the complaining times. It's all part of the adventure. That's amazing. Wow. You know, it can be, it, I'll speak to the other side of it too. That can be hard sometimes for me to take away time from work because I'm an achiever and I'm like, I'm really driven and I have this vision mm-hmm. of where I want to be. Sometimes I look at it and go, man, we're taking two hours away from, from the work day to go do this. But it really comes back to our values and say, you know, I really value our time with our kids. I value my time with my wife. I value the mental break that I get from doing those things. And so it's important. I've realized how important it is over the years to not just work, 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 accomplish, finding that balance of how many hours to work and how many hours to set aside for those adventures, for the time to, because it really does re-energize me. It recharges me. And I think, I think I actually probably am better at what I do over time by taking away the time, even though I I look at it and go, oh, it's it's time away and I'm not going to get this done. But some of our best business meeting idea sessions are, you know, out on a paddleboard. So I don't know, maybe it just, opens up the brain or something sometimes. I just got into paddleboarding. I bought my board like a month ago and I'm obsessed. I'm totally obsessed. (laughs) The best. Just being out on, just being out on the water. I started laying down on the, and I almost fell asleep the other day. Yeah. I have to. Until the yeah. big boat comes and a wave yeah. knocks over, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so fun though. Rory, have you ever tried it before? I have Paddleboarding? Oh, it's a blast. Oh. Gotta do it. That's your next adventure, Rory. (laughs) Take him out. So fun. Wow. On the Willamette River, there's this big, massive falls, and you can just paddle right up to the bottom of them. It's super cool. (laughs) Rory, you have to go. (laughs) (laughs) Must go, please. It's like my favorite place to go paddleboarding. It's right here. So it's like, or Rory, when when I come visit you, then we got to venture out. We'll all go. There you go. It's a plan. Tell us a little bit about the core value index for people Mm -hmm. who aren't familiar with what that is, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, it's a great assessment. It was started by Lynn Taylor, and he developed it to find out who people are at the core, what drives them, what motivates them, what energizes them. And, And he really started using it in work settings to find out the best seat for them to be in, the high performer. And so he would go into companies and, and give the assessment and, and move people around based on that and, and really try to get people in the, in the right seat and found that they had, the company would have more success when people were in the right seat. So mm-hmm. we use it 
with uh, with our clients uh, as we're coaching them, as they're making decisions and realize like, this is really who I am because that's coordinate one is being self-aware. We call it know your zone, but knowing who you are, you know, in order to uh, to step out and, and take adventures, you have to know where you are before you can decide where you're going to go. And that really does help. It really, we've worked with a lot of people. We've worked with teams. It's really mm-hmm. great for people knowing Uh, who they are, but then also who their colleague is. And so as they're communicating, they realize why this person drives them crazy and, and, and what have. Can double for spouses too. You can, it's very insightful. (laughs) There's just a lot of aha moments. Oh, that's why I do this. Or that's, oh, I can see why they do this now. And why can't everybody understand or see it from my perspective. And so it's, it's just is really eye-opening and and super helpful. I know. Why don't you always see my perspective, Brian? I don't understand. (laughs) I try. <laughs> All you can do is try, right? Just keep trying. Try. Try. <laughs> Assessments like that are absolute gold. I've been using the Enneagram with my team oh, yeah. and just to be able to identify and, and realizing like, oh, my team leaders, I totally messed up when I was picking who was going where mm-hmm. and what was happening. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to get that information and everyone can work in such in such better harmony when we have those tools. So that's an awesome one. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. People are curious. They can, um, they can, you can take it right off our website. We have a free, you get the mini version. So if that piqued any of your listeners, they can see what it's about right on there. So nice. And, and tell us what your domain is. Adventurouslife.net. Adventurous. Yep. And right there, scroll down. It says, take the, what's the exact wording? Take Take the the free CVI. Perfect. And then you can know what you are. You a builder, you a banker, you a merchant, you an innovator and, and learn more about those. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, and you also so graciously are offering our listeners an additional gift. Can you tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have a book called Your Adventurous Life Awaits, and you can find it on Amazon. We have a website you can go to, but we're also we're going to offer it to our listeners today, a free digital version that they can get along with the free digital version of the workbook. And so those links will be in the in the show notes, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's yeah. really, really so, generous. Thank you. Yeah, your your adventurous life awaits.com forward slash BPB podcast. Nice. Yeah. We'll be sure to link it in the show notes. This has been so much fun. I want to go on uh, on a venture with you guys. Can I come out? I'm gonna fly out. Yeah. Go paddleboarding. I want to see those waterfalls. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you come yeah, anytime. Definitely. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up here, is there anything else we want to mention in the episode? We love working with with people who are high achievers and they want to move forward, you know, and accomplishing everybody. They don't have goals. They should have goals. And so if they have goals and they want to get there faster than they would on their own, it's proven research. Go research it online. You'll see you work with a coach. You're going to get there faster. And so we just love helping people to clarify what those goals are, where they want to get to, get committed, and then to have the courage to overcome obstacles that are going to get in your way. Sometimes it's yourself, those those mental obstacles that you have, those beliefs that you've had for years that often get in the way and limit you from being able to accomplish that. And so we offer an exploration session as well. Uh, You can book it right on our website, 20 minute session, just to talk about their goals. We share how we can help them and just see if we're a good, a good fit. So we'd love to work with anybody that, uh, especially, especially business owners who are wanting to take their company from good to great, create a, a more positive team culture. We use that core values index that we talked about with teams and, and it's just an absolute wonderful tool. Yeah. Or if they're overworking themselves and they need to add more venture into 
yeah. your life, right? Yeah. yeah. Find the balance. Get some balance. Yeah. Get some balance. <laughs> get that courage through coaching. I love it. Excellent. Thank you so much again for being on the show. That is it for this episode, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.